Yo, check us out. Chuck, the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul K-O-L for 360 Young Busy Bone. Vice World. This your man, Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Um, you know, I caught up on some of your your episodes. Um, 
And it, it was a skill set that I just kind of discovered that I had um, a few years back. Um, Master P, he had a show called uh, Doing the Most with me, him, and Jay Tweezy at Playboy Radio. And, uh, you know, Jay Tweezy was kind of the first one to point out that I, I had, you know, a little knack for the talk radio thing. Um, I never really thought about it. It's one of those skill sets that you just never even really, you know, I never even tapped into. So, um, you know, sitting back during the quarantine and, and, and I got inspired by some of those other platforms and I was like, shit, let me, let me try my hand at this. Cause you know, I, I already have a background in production, you know, with TV and film production. So putting it together and, and the creative part of it. Uh, and also, you know, my partner, you know, producer Ken, <clears throat> excuse me, we've always talked about, you know, doing a, a, a podcast or some type of, uh, a platform to talk about uh, music, you know, from our era, you know, the 90s and the 2000s shit, you know, the gangster shit from back in the day. Uh, me and him would just, you know, sometimes just a regular conversation, we would talk. Uh, conversation would start with five, ten minutes and turn into an hour, two hours talking about, you know, everything from SIBO to Mr. Doctor to Brother Lynch to Ghetto Boys to Beanie Siegel to, you know, two live crew, and we would just have these musical conversations. So that was what what help what help um contribute to birthing it, you know. So, you yeah. know, we got busy and we basically discussed uh, you know, the set. I kinda wanted to do it like a TV show format and have it uh live on YouTube because it's a it's a visual show as well. But uh of course we have the, the Spotify, the streaming platforms and uh you know, I, I've been enjoying it, man. You know, like Pete told me. Pete was like, Man, listen, Court, you're good at this shit. He was like, you know, uh he was like, you have a balance, you know, you're able to kind of be on some ghetto Oprah shit, like you're introspective, you're articulate, but then you could also go with the street shit. Um, so, you know, he was like, you know, he, he told me they're not going to see you coming, you know, just like how they did with me with music. They didn't expect that from me. So that's kind of how I, you know, I ran through that hole. He was like, you're going to do the same thing with this. So I've been enjoying the process, brother. I've really been having fun with it. I really enjoy it. Oh, yeah, very, very entertaining. Right now, my favorite podcast is yours and uh, Ghetto Boys Reloaded. Um, yeah, both, for, you know, sure, uh, for sure, for sure. Fairly yeah. new podcast, mm -hmm. you know, within the last year or so. Um, mm -hmm. But like uh, you said, man, you're very thorough about it. You bring on a guest and, and uh, you, you really uh, get them to tell some amazing stories. Now, you've had mm -hmm. Little Easy, of course, Master P. You've had Jay Prince. You've mm -hmm. had... Um, <clears throat> So many people already. Who who are some of your favorites off the top of your head? Maybe your top three so far, if you can narrow it down. Um, to be honest with you, man, my top three. It, it's funny because I, my my top list would be for different reasons. Um, obviously, you know, to have Ice T. You know, Ice T is someone that I've oh, yeah. looked up to since a kid. You know, and and anybody that's been to my house or or seen my social media, you know, I have big five feet by five feet oil paintings of power of the cover from ice T power in my house on my wall. I have the front and the back cover. So, uh, you know, anybody that knows me knows that, you know, gangsta uh, ice T was the first gangster rap record I ever heard, which was squeeze the trigger. Um, you know, even before, uh, ghetto boys or NWA. So, you know, I've always admired and, and, and respected and looked up to ice T and, you know, to be able to have him on the show and to also be able to, to cultivate a brotherhood and a, 
in a in a relationship with him. You know, that's the OG. So that was really on my bucket list, which takes me to Jay Prince. Again, somebody else that I studied for many, many years, even before I knew I was studying him, you know, because back in the day when we would buy tapes and all of that, I was a big Ghetto Boy fan. And I remember when he was James Smith before he changed it to Prince. Little Jay. You know, so, yeah, yeah, Little Jay. So, you know, I was always kind of fascinated with who he was, and then I would hear his voice on the tape every now and again. He would rap and say little intros and shit. And um, uh, he was always an enigma. Uh, up until recently, you know, with social media and with his book, he came out the shadow. So, you know, uh, really being able to have them on the show, bro, was like, man, that that was crazy. And it was, a, and it's also a testament to me and who I am and 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 my position and and the respect that I carry and my face and my name being good as well. Because they don't show up for everybody, you know, they're not gonna do just any and everybody shit. So, um, and of course, you know, having my brother, having Master P you know, come on the show and, and support me, you know, as a brother and, 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 and really give, you know, great commentary and, 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 and a good word uh, speaking on me and my character and how I've grown from when he met me when I was 17, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that, that was a good moment too, uh, to have, you know, somebody of his magnitude, a, a mogul like that, who's also one of my best friends, but, you know, to have his approval, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is you. This is this is some real shit right here. Um, so those are, uh, I would say, are my top three. Um, but some of the ones that that really like like G Thang, the comedian that I had on there, uh, uh, Gary G Thang Johnson. Uh, that was yeah. probably it was the most fun because he's a comedian and he's a damn fool. And I mean, when I tell you we kicked it, we kicked it the whole episode. Um, him and I say the same thing with T Rail uh from No Jumper. Um uh and and uh Gorilla Black was a good one. Gorilla Black is one of the most uh articulate and introspective uh, you know, people that I've talked to, uh, along with him and X Rated. You know, X Rated came to the show, same thing. Like these guys have some of the brightest minds and I mean, we could talk both of them did hella years in prison. Gorilla Black just got out from doing nine. X-rated, as we know, you know, we all know did 27 years. So, uh, you know, just some of the brightest minds, and and we were able to talk about an array of things, you know. So, you know, I like when we're able to document the journey, but we also able to have fun, but we also able to teach the audience something as well and inspire them as well. Um, So, yeah, and, you know, know, of course, the Boscos, I had Crip Mac, um, uh, who else, Uh, uh, Michael Jai White, you know, the actor from uh, uh, Black Dynamite, you know what I mean? He's a friend yeah, of mine. Yeah, he played Tyson. You know? yeah. yeah, he played Tyson. He's a, he's a personal friend of mine, so having him come again, another, you know, intelligent guy, uh, 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 Silk the Shocker, um, man, Jasmine Lewis, the actress. I've had so many people, even Tech Nine, you know. We got Tech Nine's episode dropping. Probably by the time this dropped, Tech Nine's episode will be out. Uh, so even having my own hometown hero, you know, from Kansas City, from my hometown, having him, you know, ingratiate me and, and support what I'm doing and, and, and come and tell his story. And, of course, we were able to talk and, and tell his story differently from other people because we're from the same city, we know the same people, and, you know, we weren't that far removed from each other. So, yeah, so I, I'm having fun with it, man. I can honestly say that, and I think that translates. I think that's why people connect with it because – 
you know, I'm not acting, I'm not trying, I'm literally just just being myself, you know. And when it's real and it's authentic, people connect with it. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely uh, bring off that vibe. Um, now, you just mentioned, uh, you know I'm saying, you had Crip Mac on the show, uh, but what's mm-hmm. the story behind him uh, dissing you recently? Was that <laughs> after the interview or before? Man, listen, and, and, and let me say this, though. Let me tell yes, yes, Crip Mac dissed me probably about, uh, he made a video saying, fuck me and Cam Capone, you know. Uh, shout out to Cam Capone and Excuse me. I I'm not really sure where it came from. Um this is the funny thing is he was supposed to come in for a second show. He he came in, you know, we did him last year. He was supposed to come in again uh here in January. Now mind you, he he rescheduled twice. And so yeah. uh now typically, you know, we don't I don't pay for interviews or nothing like that, but he, you know, he wanted a couple hundred dollars. So, you know, I obliged. I was like, okay, whatever, you know what I mean? And so um, um, I gave him the little deposit, and he just, you know, he, to be honest with you, he just got unprofessional and disrespectful, you know, via text. You know, he was texting me like, oh, I ain't going to be able to do it. You know, we got to do it here, there, and the other. You want to do it or not? Like his tone was real fucked up. So I kind of had to check him, like, you know, like, dude, it don't work like that. You rescheduled twice, and then you rescheduled the day before. I called you. When was you going to call me? You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, he's he young. He didn't understand that, and 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 it just went bad from there. Um, so um, I guess he, he made a video saying, fuck me and Cam Capone, and Adam22 from No Jumper shared it. That's the only reason I saw it. So I was like, I laughed about it. I didn't even take it personal because, for one, you know, Crip Mac is younger than my oldest child. So I kind of look at him like a kid, you know what I mean? And 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 you know, I you know I you know I I ain't gonna say he's the, he ain't the sharpest you know knife in the drawer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, I kind of gave him a little bit of a little bit of credit, but. This is the funny thing of like how I always say, man, when you deal with people, you know, with grace and mercy, I, I, I didn't even take it personal. And the irony of all of that, he called me literally today as we do this interview on this day. He called me earlier today. We talked and he apologized, you know. Um, wow. So that's why, yeah, that's why I always tell people, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you let people be who they are. You meet them where they are. And this comes with, with wisdom and maturity. You know what I'm saying? You meet people where they at. Sometimes people take a misstep. They fuck up. We all flawed. But you allow people to be able to make the necessary adjustments and, and, and turn a corner and be able to walk some shit back and get it right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that just I didn't even take it personal. I laughed at it when he said it, and I just was like, it's all good. But, yeah, he called. You know, we talked today, and he apologized. So, you know, I guess we all good with that. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's, yeah. That's always and his whole, that type of outcome. Yeah, and, I, and the misunderstanding was, I mean, I didn't really get it, but in his mind, he felt as if, I guess he said Cal Capone had maybe said something uh, offensive to him. This is what he says, that Cam Capone says something offensive to him, and he just figured that me and Cam Capone know each other, so it was fuck me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a very it's a very childish uh, you know, uh perspective and sensibility, but that's what he said. So but
but we all good now. So it, it's all good. No harm, no foul. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, I mean, that happens, and I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up one point I want to touch on, too. Um, mm-hmm. th- it's a new thing now. I don't know who started it. I don't know if it mm-hmm. was Vlad or whoever, mm-hmm. but uh, like you said, paying people, that's something I've I've mm-hmm. never done my whole career. I've never paid for an mm-hmm. interview, but a lot mm-hmm. of guys are, are charging now. Do you think that's going to be a problem for podcasters in the future? Um when they're wanting to, you know, interview different artists, and now they're like, okay, now you got to pay me because this guy paid me. But not everybody has a budget like a Vlad TV or a, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I think it's well, it, it's hard to say, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's 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 you know because of the the, the, the technology and all of that, you know how it kind of it you know it's kind of uncharted territory. I can see yeah. where. Where it, a person could 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 want that, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to think about it. Somebody like a, you know, some of these influencers like Crip Mac or or others, right? I mean, that's their claim to fame. You know, they they have done something. They created a persona. They created a buzz or whatever the case may be. That in that arena, in that world, their name holds weight. You know, I had to learn that even with the podcast game. Like literally, I had to learn that. Okay, who I thought was a heavyweight you know, in this arena may not necessarily be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in real life, you know, some of them haven't accomplished shit, but in terms of on social media, you know, they, they have the, the algorithm, they have the clicks, they, people want to see the shit, you know, that's just what that is. So like Queen, when you talk about yeah, yeah. But when you talk about the, the monetization, you know, everybody understands that. So, so now when they understand that their name and their likeness is going to, you know, get you views and get you clicks and you're going to make money off of it, I mean, I guess that's all. I guess it's fair. You know what I mean? I, I, with some people, I'm not going to say everybody, you know, um, for some people, you know what I mean? Everybody's not entitled to that. But I think for some people, if they're going to, then, you know, it's relationships too. It's just like anything else. You know what I mean? If you have a yeah. – if you have a famous, if you got a rapper that's hot, you know what I'm saying? You know, if you got a personal relationship with him and you know him, he might come do your shit for nothing. But if you don't know him and you say, hey, man, I want you to come to my club and perform, well, I mean, he knows that his name is going to draw a crowd. You're going to make money from that. So, you know what I mean? So in some instances, I guess I can say I, I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right too, man. Because you know, time is money. I just, uh, me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm old school, you know, and I, I just come mm-hmm. from a world where before YouTube, we didn't uh, have all this stuff. So I, I'm learning right. just as right. you are, you know. Um, you're right. But, but uh, if you think about it, if you go back to like Murder Dog real quick, just to touch on this, like if you think about it with Murder Dog, I mean, you know, you got your interview, right? You did your interview, yeah. but they sold advertisement. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so they had the content. The content was the interviewing of the artists. You know what I mean? Okay, people want to see the artists. You know what I'm saying? But they're selling advertising. So it's kind of the same thing a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just more instant, I guess, with, with social media. So, you know, everybody hustling. You know, everybody's trying to make a dollar. And I think that, you know, these guys have learned that, oh, shit, you know, I see what I do for my channel. I see the money that I get, even if it's just a little bit. 
then, you know, shit, this is how I can hustle and make a living. I'll charge people $200, $300. Now, I'll be very honest with you. I didn't have to pay. I've paid no. I haven't paid for interviews either, just to be very honest with you. Shit. Crip Mac was the only one. That was just a couple hundred dollars, you know, just to be, you know, nobody else. No. So I'm kind of with you on that. But. As I'm learning, yeah. I, I turned down a few of them, you know. I, I and these mm-hmm. some of them were guys that I interviewed over the years, but um, now all of a sudden they're they're charging. But you know, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, everybody has the right to do it, man. You can just get, you got to mm-hmm. roll with it or, or just keep yep. on moving, you know, right. to the next. But um, right. I want to talk about this too. Uh, mega huge uh, verses, man. Biggest one yet. Three Six Mafia, Bone Thugs. Phenomenal show. I, I love the and yeah. I love the way it ended, but I also loved a lot of the crazy shit. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Busy, yeah. uh, you know, um, man. I, I I got love for Bone and Three Six, you know, but I can mm-hmm. kind of see where Busy got upset. You were there, yeah. were you not? I was. Yeah, I went with Busy. I actually went to the verses with Busy. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So the, the person I showed up like with is the. <laughs> I'll start again. Catch you up. Now, I was What'd just saying, say? what was his demeanor like um, uh, after? Because I know his sons told me that they were calling him like, "Dad, get back mm-hmm. on stage." And mm-hmm. uh, what was his demeanor like right after that happened? Um, he was good. I mean, you know, it was the same as it was in the beginning. You know, B B had been sick a few days prior to that, so what he said is the truth. He was saving his voice. He he couldn't really say too much or do too much without coughing, you know. Uh, so, um, but after the, the bullshit, I mean, he was cool. He was the same. He was serious, you know. B showed up to to to, to rap, you know, and, 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 and do his thing, and, you know, he was on his hip-hop battle shit. So, uh, but he was cool, man. It, it was, you know, when it happened, I was up in the VIP with, um, you know, uh, with Fat Joe and and uh, what's his face uh, from uh, and Steve Rifkin and all of them, uh, we were up in VIP when it happened. And so, because I was just there to enjoy the show. I mean, I could have been on stage, but that's not my thing. You know, I, I let them do them. And so after it happened, you know, I went down and you know uh, I went outside and got B. He was sitting in the car, and uh, I went went got him and walked him back in. And shit, the show went on. You know, what I mean, he apologized like a man. You know, and uh, you know, kept the show rolling, but it was it was a little tension, a little bit, you know what I mean? And it was kind of funny because it put me in a funny um, kind of dynamic because, you know, obviously I'm no limit, you know what I'm saying? But I'm there with Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know, well, you got to understand, Flesh is a personal friend of mine. Me and Lazy, you know, we got history. And B, I came with B. Me, me and B got history. That's my, that's my guy as well. So, you know, but I'm no limit. But at the same time, I came with them, so you know the rule. You know what I mean? If I come with you, I'm leaving with you. If I come with you and something go down, then it's us. You know what I mean? And and that's how it is. But then I got love for three six two, <laughs> so it's a funny dynamic for me. You know, but but it all worked out. You know what I mean? It all worked out, and cooler heads prevailed. And and I love the way that it ended. I love that they were able to demonstrate. Uh, that level of maturity, and it showed that everybody evolved, everybody has grown up, you know, even in that moment. And and I think that it sent the message to the youngsters that, man, listen, you can have disagreements and, 
you know, nobody has to die. It doesn't have to be that serious. Like, you can say what you mean as a man. You can even shoot a fair one and then keep it pushing, you know what I mean? So everybody made it home. It was all love afterwards. Motherfuckers were still taking pictures and shit and hanging out. It was just a little snafu. So it was beautiful, really. It really was. Yeah, yeah. Because what Juicy said, any man would would have uh, gone uh, off the handle right there. You know, yeah, for sure. He was out of pocket say. for that. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. out of pocket for that. Because if it was me, you know, I mean, thank God it wasn't me and my team. You know what I'm saying? Because we would have, you know, you know, no disrespect to, to Busy because I know he was trying to steal in that moment of anger, trying to temper himself and, and you know, and, and, and try not to jump off the cliff. But, you know, shit, I probably would have fucked around and jumped off the cliff. I would have, you know, we would have just been scrapping. You know what I mean? So, hey, uh, hey, I understand. Court dog it. of old, definitely. Not, but big court, you know, you you got to keep it together, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and and that, yeah, you you know, sometimes court dog creep out, you know. They <laughs> he had to creep out a little bit here lately, but it's all good, you know. I, I still try to keep it grown man and, and and keep it mature as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and when you say uh, you know, court dog had to creep out here lately, I, I assume you're mm-hmm. referring to. Uh, the nonsense that uh, WAC 100 has been uh, woofing about. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. You know, um, like I said, uh, yeah, you know, we just had to get a little bit of straightening, you know. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, you know, uh, dude, 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 just, you know, he, he's been he's been causing a lot of, uh, a lot of confusion and, and, and just, you know, uh, dissension and chaos just amongst the culture and the and the hip hop community and 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 a lot you of know, hate. I, I yeah, man, a lot of hate. You know, and I just think that he he was misleading. He is misleading the, the youth and the younger guys, man. He's leading them down a road of destruction, and he's setting a a, a fucked up example. You know what I mean? But and he's been doing that. But you know, once he he start aiming at my brother. You know, at Master P, you aim at him, you aim at all of us. So you, you was aiming at me too. You know, he just didn't know it. But you know, uh, you know, we got some straightening. You know, I had the the message out there and let him know that, and let the world know that. You know, that's some superhead shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's that's why I named him Superhead 100. You know what I mean? And 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 you know, <laughs> I, I I address him as little buddy. I don't even call him by his name. I call him little buddy. And and you know because it's it's some childish shit it's a, it's some hating shit and it ain't nothing gangster about it it ain't nothing player it ain't nothing g about gossiping and spreading lies and innuendo and then also I had to hold the um, you know uh, the media accountable too you know social media primarily because they love to play up and feed into the bullshit and the bullshit narratives and the beefs and all of that and that shit get motherfuckers killed. You know what I'm saying? And, and the people play into that, too. You know, the people, the comments and all of that, they love to see a shit show. They love to feed into it. And it's all fun and games until bodies start dropping, you know, and then motherfuckers start going to jail and all of that. So, you know, we we not about that. We about educating the community. We about helping the community. P has, you know, uh, contributed and helped and given his time, resource, and money to the community for over 20 years, you know, and especially out here in Compton. Uh, L.A., Watts, Louisville, you know, Memphis, New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, you know, we all about educating the culture and not this divisiveness and not this, this whole-ass 
shit that 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 dude is on and and people like him perpetuate you know what i mean so you know i had to bring some light to it because p don't trip off of that shit p is not entertaining that shit he don't even hear that shit he's not you know that was for me to do you know and and what i had to let people know is that was me speaking i don't need to speak for p that was big court talking to him directly you know what i'm saying you know so i don't need i I don't need to speak for p i don't need to speak up for him or none of that so um yeah you know i just had to get some straightening bro and you know it went viral and it was trending for a while because nobody had had stepped to dude and, and checked him uh in that manner you know because you know i think people are so used to people getting on you know i'm not finna get on clubhouse and be yelling back and forth and you know, bitch ass nigga, this, that, and the other pull up. We too old for that. At the end of the day, yeah. we too old for that. Him and I, and I'm a little bit older than him, but you know, we too old for that. So we should be able to have a conversation and get some understanding and get some straightening, like some like some real G's, if that's what it is, you know. And if it ain't that, and if it's if it's really something, then say that. You know what I'm saying? You know, come off of off of social media and you know pull up on a on a on a man in real life and, and and say what's on your mind, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, that's why I came at it in a mature way. You know, I didn't, you know, I ain't, di- you know, disrespecting him overtly, you know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, if you keep campaigning, <laughs> you know, at some point you'll get elected. So that's just what that was. And, 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 you know, but it's in the past now, I think we, uh, you know, we neutralized that situation to more importantly, the public know what's real. You know, the people know that what 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 the bullshit is, and 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 they understand our message of uh you know inspiring and and education, and we on a positive note. You know, what I'm saying we come in peace, but at the same time, don't come fucking with us, don't come playing with us, because you know, shit, you just might find what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Well, I noticed, you know, um, I I haven't even mm-hmm. heard of dude until uh, I became games manager uh, some years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, but everything you, every time you hear about him in the news, it's always some negative. Whether he was talking down on Pac, mm-hmm. or, or like you said, mm-hmm. now he's he aiming at Master P. It's like, mm-hmm. why, why are people allowed to do that in the culture? Why are they allowed to get away with it so many times? It's almost mm-hmm. like Trump storm having his people storm the Capitol. They got evidence mm-hmm. clear as day. Why do they keep mm-hmm. letting this douchebag on TV? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people people like a shit show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, as many people know that it's bullshit and it's disruptive, you know, to the to the culture. You know, people are entertained by it. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Like, so people, you know, it's not just you know he can't do it by himself. You know, people are driving the needle. People are watching it. People are tuning in the clubhouse. People are tuning in to the YouTube videos. It's all about the clicks. You know, a lot doesn't care who tells it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the, the truth is stand still while a lie runs a marathon. You know, and a lot of times people are enamored with the lie and the entertainment of it. You know what I'm saying? But and I, I get it. You know, I get it. You know, everybody trying to get to a check, but this is where integrity comes into play. There's zero integrity out there. You know, you can get some little money, but is it worth it when you got to spend so much of it on security? Or, or you know, your name ain't intact, your reputation's in the gutter, people don't want to fuck with you, you're making enemies where you don't even know you're making enemies, you got to look over your shoulder. It, it ain't no money in the world worth that, you know what I'm saying? Because you done lost your integrity, 
you didn't sold your soul and you didn't lost a peace of mind for a few dollars. So, you know, that's what, that's where we came in, you know, as, as real OGs to let the, the culture know and the young generation know that's not the way to go, man. You can have some integrity, you can still entertain, you can still get to your money and you can be able to do it the right way. You know, you don't have to shit on people. You don't have to hate on people. You don't have to, project negativity and divisiveness and you know again because all that shit will just end up where you know bad news would definitely beat you home you know that's the bible says that that's a biblical principle you know the seeds that you sow you have to reap we reap what we sow so uh, you know we it ain't about us we we ain't trying to do nothing to nobody you know but you know when, when a motherfucker campaign like i said earlier they get elected so you know, hopefully, like I said, I think it's it's over with. It's in the past. You know, we addressed it. He went away. He's on to the next person, you know, beefing and talking shit and disrespecting. And, you know, uh, you know, I think the culture is tired of that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, again, we're going to yeah. continue moving forward positively, you know. Well, you got a lot on your plate. Um not to worry about that. You know, you got so mm-hmm. much stuff uh, coming out, man. You got a book coming out. Tell us about this, brother. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Um, thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, uh, man, the, the my supporters have, you know, they've been speaking about it and asking me about it. You know, I have a hell of a story. And, you know, everybody has a story. You know, you have one. Everybody has a testimony. And, you know, uh, at this stage of the game, man, you know, I'm just about – leaving a legacy and trying to inspire, you know, um, money, you know, I've had money, you know, I've lost money and, and everything in between, you know, money comes and goes. And, and I understood, you know, as you get older, you understand that nobody remembers how much money you had or the material things you have or had, you know, they remember how you made them feel. So it's like, you know, with the book, I just really wanted to, you know, it's called Chronicles of a No Limit Soldier, uh, Muscling Through Life. You know, it's my testimony, you know, where I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, you know, my, my, my trials, my tribulations, my 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 failures, you know what I'm saying, my successes, my highs and my lows. And, again, I have a very interesting story, you know, coming from the Midwest, being an only child, you know, coming up in the gang in the crack era. And it's also a, kind of a, a self-help book as well, you know. You know, I'm focused, you know, it's the message of, of overcoming you know what I'm saying? I've had to overcome a lot. I've had to push through and muscle through a lot of pain, as as well as everybody else. You know, losing people, the streets. Um, you know, being a teenage father, going to jail at a at a young age, and you know, hopefully just being able to to interject some hope into this uh, into the the culture, but you know, just the world as a, as a whole. You know what I'm saying? So people will be able to see, damn, okay, he did it. I can do it too. And also drop some gems and some some lessons in there uh, as well. So it'll be one of, of many, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, Chronicles of a No-Limit Soldier, Muscling Through Life. So that'll definitely be on the shelves uh, uh, this this probably by the summer. And uh, I'm enjoying the process, you know what I'm saying? I'm enjoying the process of peeling back the layers and reminiscing and, and really just being transparent with so much shit. You know, it's almost like I'm downloading my, my brain and my memory banks and, and cleansing my soul too. So um, I'm looking forward to it, and, and, and people really, you know, it's something that'll be here when I'm dead and gone. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause it's all set in stone. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, I know uh, you, you got a new supplement coming out. 
you know, that you partnered mm-hmm. up with your brother, Master P, uh, mm-hmm. True Body Milk. Uh, tell us about yep. this. And, you know, wh- what makes it special, man? What's it going to do for me? Yeah, well, well, even before we get to the to, to the actual supplement, man, it's a movement. You know what I'm saying? This whole thing that P is, is, is spearheading, you know, again, you know, P got up out of music. He cashed out of music, and he's on a whole different platform now. He's in a whole different arena. You know, and of course, us as, as team members, you know, if we so choose to, we, you know, we follow, you know, our brother um, into these arenas. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, he's taking over the product game. You know, that's a billion dollar business. You know what I'm saying? And and like I told P, I said, man, the same way they didn't see you coming with no limit, they're not gonna see you coming with this either. People didn't understand what he was doing and his whole work ethic and his whole perspective with the music shit. They didn't get it. I was there. I remember, you know what I mean? So it's the same way now, you know, people don't really understand the gravity of what he's creating, but you know, before we even get to the, excuse me, to, to the product, it's all about what it represents. You know, it represents ownership. It represents uh, control. It It represents us, you know, and we represent, you know, uh, uh, you know, brown, you know, black and brown people that are, you know, are not represented in that field. You know, that's a that's a billion billion a dollar uh, uh, space. You know, with products and with Kellogg's and Campbell and and shit like that. And you know, we're not represented in that arena. You know, so now it, it you know, you're talking about ownership, real ownership and control. And uh, but to go to your question. You know, yeah, you know, partnering with him doing this and, um, you know, me being a workout guy and living a healthy lifestyle, that's the other thing. Like I said, we're here to educate the culture. So, you know, uh, you know, I come in with the healthy living, the workout, the, the eating clean, the eating healthy, and especially us as minorities, you know, we already predisposed to so many health ailments. So, you know, I want to come in and educate, offer a supplement, a healthy dietary supplement and also meal replacement so it's called true body muscle and it's uh you know got 25 grams of protein um um i can't remember the calorie count it ain't too much and it's zero sugar you know so we'll have different flavors we'll be right on the shelf next to you know muscle milk and all the rest of the other big products and we'll be in you know uh all the stores nationwide but we'll probably start in the rouses you know, uh, down south and uh, the dollar stores and a couple of different stores like that. But that's a real big move, especially for me starting it out. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I'm ex- I'm excited about it, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we about to do this shit all over again, just in a different arena. You know what I mean? So they thought No Limit was big. Wait till you see what we do in this product game. You know, No Limit was, you know, that was half a billion. You know, that is height. That was six hundred million. We about to hit the B now, you know what I'm saying? Getting into this arena, so you know, we just we just lead by example. And again, the more we make, the more that we give, you know what I'm saying? So it's about taking those resources as well and putting it back into the community, and you know, educating the community and also helping with our time and and, and money and resources as well. So we on a whole different playing field than these other little boys, you know what I'm saying? Like we really, you know, have have on some OG shit. On some real, this is real gangster shit. You know, real gangster is to be able to grow old and and leave you know generational wealth behind, be free, you know, and and you know grow up, see your kids grow up, have grandkids. You know what I'm saying? Like that's gangster, going to jail and 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 getting killed young and out here fighting cases and 
and you know uh just squandering the opportunities that 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 you have been presented with especially once you done got into the music or whatever it is that you're doing and you able to get you know better your circumstances man you got to appreciate that so we lead by example brother that's what we doing Man, I tell you what, it's good to see because, like I said, man, we we can go back 20 years or more and just reflect mm-hmm. on the, um, you know, you dropping your solo albums. Or even before mm-hmm. that, you first hooking up mm-hmm. with P and Down South mm-hmm. Hustlers, being mm-hmm. one of two of the Midwest groups on that project, mm-hmm. you know, along with the mm-hmm. Dayton family, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've really grown over the years, man, uh, in many ways, you know, filmmaking. Yeah, thank you, brother. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Always good to have you on here to chop it up. I know the homie in France has got a couple questions for you, man. Uh, he's definitely uh, a huge fan. If you don't mind, uh, answer a few of his. Uh, Cindy, you there? Yeah, brother? for sure. Yes, yes. Uh, hi, hi, Scott. Hi, Big Coats. Yeah, hey, how you doing, uh, my brother? Sure. Yeah, I'm fine already. Um, can I tell us back in the day about your song? Uh, Blow the club up from your album, Putting Wrong. Uh, it was a reference to Tell a Club Up of 26, or it was another thing? Yeah, yeah, it was, man. Uh, oh, man, that's crazy you brought that up. Yeah, that was, uh, I was super experimental during that time. Um, uh, if you, I don't know if you guys noticed, but that song, uh, it, I took the bass line from LL Cool J, I'm Bad. You know, it's got the yeah. the baseline from LL Cool J. I'm bad, and uh, it was I was inspired to do that from from Three Six Mafia, uh, uh, tear the club up, and then Crazy Bone had shoot the club up. So those were the two songs that inspired me to do that. You know that, and then LL Cool J. I always wanted to redo that song, so I used the baseline, and I just did blow the club up. So I had fun doing that record. Uh, Cisco uh, produced that. Yeah, right. Cisco CCG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, talking about CCG, uh, you drop a song, The G My City Made Me. It was about mm-hmm. Kansas City from your album, mm-hmm. 100 Game. Can you tell mm-hmm. us about Kansas City, KT, when you grew up over there? Yeah, the G My City Made Me, man. Oh, man, y'all bringing back hella good memories. Um, that was in the age of G Funk and, and mob music, you know, and. Uh, uh, Cisco, I want to say Cisco produced that song, him and Dank Nitty. I could be wrong, but I, I know for sure Cisco either produced it wholly or co-produced it. But, um, you know, Cisco was the creative drive behind CCG, bro. Like, like you know, he was the, the creative force. I was the mouthpiece in the business part, you know what I'm saying? And um, he, uh, the G My City made me, yeah, he came up with that because, you know, growing up in Kansas City back then, you know, it was wild, you know, in the 90s, you know, we had the gang shit, we had, uh, you know, of course, the crack shit, and, and we were coming of age when we did that song, because we did two versions of that song, the the first version that we did, we was in high school, you know, and, and then we, we changed it a little bit when y'all heard it, by the time y'all heard it on the first CCG album, that was kind of a remix, but that was a song created in high school. And, uh, you know, it was just, we was just the G's that the city created. You know, we were products of our environment. So that's really what the, what the song represented. And we wanted to give the world uh, a, a glimpse into Kansas city life, just how we, the, the type of cars that we drove, how we dressed, 
you know, our slang and all of that. So that's what that song was about, man. That was, that was a great time in life. Yeah. And talk about Kansas City Pioneers, uh, you got a, a real underground center, underground center, uh only by the dog puts them on the map like a, I think about Swell or Winter Factor or mm-hmm. if said on Street Road Dog, City Swell Technique, Don't Run, My Swell at Seven, Velbacadi. There are a lot of, of people. Can you tell us about the early fan of K- KC back in the day? Um, yeah, you said the early part of it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, well, yeah, yeah. The early, the early part of it, man. See, it, way back in the day, because you figure, you know, like there was nobody but, but really Vel Bacardi, Tech Nine, Money G, uh, Southside Posse. There was only Rich the Factor. Like Rich come, you got to think Rich really didn't come till like '94, you know. But even before that, we started before Rich the Factor, you know, because we started CCG in 1990, 91, you know. So, you know, it it wasn't a big industry. You had pure dope. Um, It it was a handful of rappers. But Vel Bacardi was the first artist from the city to get a major deal and actually be on TV. He was on um, uh, TV Raps. He signed with Deaf America with Rick Rubin. Um, so, you know, seeing Vel Bacardi do that, that gave everybody a big boost of confidence and inspiration that we could do this shit. And then when, when the early nineties with Rich, you know, Rich did kind of, you know, help spearhead the independent game. You know, he went out there with JT, the bigger figure, you know, released, uh, I think it was getting a grip was his first album. And that was kind of the, our introduction to real independent shit. And uh, then the floodgates opened locally. You know, of course, you had Tech Nine, you know, always kind of leading the pack, in my opinion. Um, but you had us. You had – it was a lot, man. You had S to the B. Um, oh, man. You had uh, Mr. Stinky. Uh, like you said, Swell L. I actually did a song with Swell L and Sebo. Uh, we did a song called Tight Mob. Um, uh, uh, you had 57th Street Road Dogs. Uh, man, it, it was a lot. It was a lot back then. Hobo Tone. <laughs> Hobo Tone, yeah, Tone he was kid. from the Kansas side. Yep, yeah, Hobo Tone. Um, yeah, because I, I, I knew pretty much everybody. You know, Kansas City ain't that big. Uh, but, yeah, we had a lot of them. Yeah, Kansas City must be recognized. And uh, mm-hmm. on UGS, I, I did a mix, uh, selected some underground mix on, on Kansas City mix with all mm-hmm. these guys, with you, Cool Dog, and uh, CCG, all of them. Mm-hmm. Big dedication mm-hmm. for the city. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sin, Sin definitely, um, like I said, man, he's an encyclopedia, but he supports uh, <laughs> the underground yeah. all over. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it, was a, it was a good time back then, man, because – you know, uh, it was just, you know, man, everybody was trying to make it, bro. You know what I'm saying? That that was the thing, man. You know, it wasn't, it was before social media, so you really had to work. You really had to be somebody. Like, you really had to be who you said you was. You know what I'm saying? Because you had to, you know, your CDs could be pressed up and put out there, but in order to promote them, you had to touch the people. So you had to do in stores. You had to do hand-to-hand combat, sell CDs, and give out flyers and posters and be seen. So, you know, you, you had to be thorough. You had to be who you said you was in person. It wasn't kind of like now where, you know, you got the filters and, you know, and you can kind of put an image out there and, 
and hide behind the image and hide behind the likes and the, you know, and all of that shit. Like you really had to have the swag. You had to talk the talk. You had to walk the walk and, and, and all facets of it. You know what I mean? So I kind of missed that because, you know, it was just more, you know, human contact. It was, it was, it was more, it was, man, it was realer, you know, it was more authentic because like I said, when we would do in stores or we would be at functions and shit, like, you know, you had to show up and you had to bring that energy on the mic and off the mic. You know, yeah, you had to rap and do all of that shit, but then off the mic, like if you said you was a gangster, you really had to, you know, is somebody going to take something from you or they're going to embarrass you, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, it was just a little more authentic back then. And, and yeah, that was a great time, though, man, because we was all just trying to come up, you know? It was. It was a it was a good era for music and and uh like you said, man, this is pre internet and um mm-hmm. hand over fist, money out the trunk. Um mm-hmm. you know. But you bring uh you bring those elements into what you do now and, and of course you, you uh mm-hmm. you, you do everything modernized as well. You yep. know, uh yep. what's the biggest element from those days that you utilize today? Um, I think just the, just being authentic, you know, I mean, you have to think, bro, you know, I'm 45, so, you know, I still have my Midwest, you know, I've been living in, in LA 20 years, but, you know, I still have my Midwest sensibilities, you know, I, I was raised right, I still have integrity, I still have, you know, uh, etiquette, so, I think that, you know, you, you, you know, you have to balance it, like, even with my platform, I try to be, as responsible as as possible and not speed, um, you know, bullshit that I think that would bleed over to the streets. And what I mean by that is, you know, I may have two influencers that are at odds, like Bosco 100 and Crip Mac were at odds, or, you know, like Snoopy Badass hit me the other night. He wants to come on, but him and Bosco are at odds. If I could, if it's just on the internet, I understand that's entertainment, everybody's influencers and shit like that. But see, I'm from the old school where, you know, if it I don't like getting in other people's business and shit like that and I don't like being a shit starter. So I had to find my place, you know, and my footing, uh, with this whole so you know, with the social media thing and then being an influencer and having a platform. Because at the end of the day you wanna toe the line with entertainment but then also not being like, oh, boy, you know, you don't want to be like Superhead 100, like Little Buddy, where, you know, you become yeah. a pariah, you become a part of the problem, you know what I'm saying? So um, so I still keep the old school sensibility where when you say something, you got to stand on it. You know, you can say whatever you want on the Internet, but in real life, you got to be able to stand on it. You got to treat it like, you know, like you'll run into that person or that situation or whatever it is. So I think just – keeping the, the, the authenticity um, and not getting sucked into the whole just doing whatever for clicks, doing whatever for for the for the likes and, and all of that. Like, I don't need to do it like that. So, you know, I built my, my platform off of, you know, like I said, uh, being authenticity, you know, and being real and having integrity. And that's why I think that people connect with it. And I see the comments, you know, people are like, man, it's a breath of fresh air, like, you know, this is some real grown man G shit. But I try not to make it so grown to where it can't connect to the younger generation. But, you know, we still make it fun and, you know, we not uptight or nothing like that. But, 
you know, I, I, you know, we too old and too G to be participating in the in the foolery and the fuck shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's why you know. So I think that's what I bring, you know, those old school sensibilities and balance it with the with the new school approach. You know. Yeah, man, and, and you definitely get your regulars, like you said. Uh, you see the people talking, you know, and it, they become mm-hmm. like family. You know, yeah, what I'm for saying? sure. They become, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. become like family because they support you, and the, and then they they mm-hmm. give you suggestions. Well, why don't you get so and so on? Or, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes they'll yep. even connect the dots and make it happen. You know, for sure, for sure. That's that's why I get gratification, man. When you know, I, it's really a gratifying feeling when people really love the content and people say, man. You know, I'm inspired or, man, this shit is really, you know, it kept me engaged for two hours, you know, or I learned something or, or you know, I even seen a few comments where people was like, man, listening to Big Court make me want to speak better, you know. And they'll make fun of me. Like, I didn't see comments where they was like, man, can you imagine him and T.I. having a conversation, you know. So, you know, any way that I can contribute something uh, helpful and, 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 you know, uh, uh, just make somebody feel good or entertain someone without all the other BS. I even had somebody say that they watched Gorilla Black's um, interview, and they said a lady said that she was crying. You know, she was like, "Man, it just touched me." Like, you know, just the the stuff that y'all was talking about, and just just seeing the grown man shit, and then all the trauma he been through, and you know, that's when the shit is really gratifying. You know what I mean? So the clicks and the views and the monetization is cool, don't get me wrong, but, you know, really being able to, to touch a motherfucker, that's the real shit. That's the shit that um, sometimes it, it just never leaves because uh, my favorite one that I did, did was with Lord Infamous. He was telling mm-hmm. people, don't do what I do in my songs, don't do drugs, because look mm-hmm. where I'm at. He was telling mm-hmm. them, you know, mm-hmm. um, shit like that will hit you in the chest. You know, man, that's dope. Think, yeah, yeah, real shit. You know, make you think. But uh, Big Court, man, it's always a pleasure. You know, like I said, we got to have you on at least once or twice a year. Um, man, you be safe. Before we get out of here, man, I want to give you the floor. Um, if anything we didn't cover, uh, anything you want to mention, man, it's all yours. Um, yeah, man, I just, uh, we covered pretty much all of it. Uh, everybody, I want them to tune in to the Holding Court podcast, you know, subscribe, like, and comment. We available on Spotify, all streaming platforms. Um, shout out to my producer, uh, my co-producer, uh, producer Ken, you know what I mean? I couldn't do it without him. Um, I have a amazing team, you know, um, uh, you know, my podcast requires a whole production team. You know, we got sound, lighting, graphics, you know, camera people, the whole nine. So it's almost ran like a TV show. So I have an incredible team. So shout out to them. They know who they are, um, you know, and, and you know, uh, I want people to really get behind the Kansas City music scene. You know what I'm saying? We got so much budding talent down there. You know, we got Irv the Phenom, Desmond Cartel, uh, 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 Rob Lowe the Star, um, uh, Amir Wayne, we got so many CW, the Young Blood, Royce J. We have so much talent in Kansas City. You know, two times Lindell. It's so you know we we really about to blow up. I mean, I know I've been in LA twenty years, but KC is still home. And uh, you know, I, I to the death of me, I, I you know I, I want to see my city really really blow. So um, 
And, you know, be looking for the book, man, Big Court, you know, um, Chronicles of a No-Limit Soldier, Muscling Through Life, Coming Soon, and the New Supplement, True Body Muscle. You know, of course, you know, uh, my brother, Master P, got the Bunyadis, the Rap Noodles, the Rap Snacks, all his products, the Master Crunch cereal, all that shit in the grocery store. So, you know, the more we make, the more we give. And, uh, you know, we're here to, to, to celebrate the, the community and, 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 and you know, and, and push positivity, man. So that's that's what we own. Man, oh, and up, also brother. they can follow me. You know, they can follow me at I Am Big Court. You know, hopefully, you, I know you'll put that in the description of the, of the interview. But, yeah, follow me at I Am Big Court on IG and Holding Court Podcast. So, uh, yeah, that's what we own, brother. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, man. I, I definitely recommend that uh, podcast, man, Holding Court. You will not be disappointed. Um, very informative. And like I said, uh, the the guest list already, you know, uh, is amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I look forward to what you got coming in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, we're going to get out of here, man. Uh, we had a good show with uh, Big Court. Thank you, Sin, uh, for uh, your questions as always. And, uh, man, we'll be catching yes, you sir. guys real soon. Peace. Okay, appreciate you, brother. Right on.